Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Unit-linked insurance plans or ULIPs usually have a lock-in period of five years, but policyholders can choose to surrender the ULIP policy to meet their financial needs at any point in time. However, before surrendering a ULIP policy, one should know how its surrender value is calculated and the charges and taxes applicable on its discontinuation. So, no need to Google your queries because most of the important questions will be answered here in this podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Navneet Dubey from Mint's personal finance team. And today's topic of Why Not Mint Money podcast is, should you surrender a ULIP policy during the lock-in period? Before that, I would like to tell you that in our today's episode, we have invited Samit Upadhyay, who is Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer of Tata AIA Life Insurance Company as an expert speaker today. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Uh, hi, Samit. Uh, welcome to the insurance episode. Hi, Ramit. Uh, so my first question to you is, uh, what do you mean by a surrendering a ULIP policy? So, uh, so first of all, I'd like to uh, thank you uh, for inviting this episode. Surrendering a policy uh, effectively means relinquishing one's right to benefit from that policy in the future. Okay. So, in, in other words, basically simple words one is giving away the rights that one had secured while buying this policy so as a result of surrender or give up of the rights uh, one is entitled to something called as the surrender value so surrender value is the compensation that you get uh, in return uh, for your rights benefit from the policy. Okay. So, when can uh, one surrender this policy as we know that ULIP comes with a lock-in period of 5 years? Yeah. So, so like I said, uh, surrendering is uh, giving up your rights. Theoretically, one can surrender anytime. Right. Okay. Uh, so, even in the lock-in period, one can surrender by giving up the cover. So, for example, if someone so, so in a typical you will have policy, uh, the lock-in period is about five years. So in the first five years, once a policyholder surrenders the policy, he moves to something called as a discontinuance fund. Okay. Now, in the discontinuance fund, uh, what happens is <clears throat> that his cover uh, ceases to exist and other benefits uh, effectively of the policy cease to sort of operate. And he is entitled to uh, an exposure in uh, short-term debt or money market type of a fund. Uh, and uh, a very, very nominal fund management charge is, is charged for that fund. Uh, but effectively, he loses all the benefits that he would have got uh, in a unit link policy by surrendering in the lock-in field. Now, uh, what happens is if he surrenders in the lock-in period, the money continues to be locked in for a period of five years. 
So irrespective of when he surrenders in the tenure, he can the earliest opportunity for him to get the money is at the end of fifth year. So that's that's how lock-in uh, sort of operates. So that's just that's the, one clarification. Sorry to interrupt. Um, no. So, if somebody is surrendering the policy at the end of third year, so basically he has to wait for two years, right? Or like there's a lot. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So, so somebody surrendering in the first year has to wait for four years. Somebody surrendering in third year has to wait for two years, and so on, so forth. So, okay. so that happens. That that's what happens in the lock-in period. Post the lock-in period, uh, obviously, uh, one can surrender and. and Get the value of units uh, whenever one wants, uh, but uh, as as you know very well, uh, that uh, unit-linked policies are ideally suited for long-term investment. So uh, it it is it is a win-win proposition for for both the customer, company, value-wise. Uh, that the company uh, sort of the, the customer continues uh, his or her investment and doesn't surrender. Obviously, uh, there are certain exigencies, there, there are certain situations where uh, customer needs to make a premature withdrawal. There is a partial withdrawal facility available in most unit policies. One can benefit from that. Uh, and let's say if, if that amount or that quantity is not sufficient, then only then uh, one can. Uh, okay, so one th- group sort of. So why do you think uh, people surrender a policy? Like, was there any mis-selling involved or low for low, low returns, or they don't understand the policy terms and conditions? What do you think are the possibilities that one surrender their policy? It's a variety of uh, variety of uh, things, really. So it is. It's hard to sort of generalize uh, what is happening. Uh, it sometimes uh, people have a horizon of five years. Sometimes okay. people are satisfied uh, with the type of returns they've got and have a view uh, that uh, the past performance may or may not continue. So there could be a range of this thing, or quite commonly, or quite. Typically, one would need the money, uh, so so it, it it is a range of uh, various things uh, as to why a customer is. Maybe there is an attractive option, uh, which is uh, maybe uh, from an equity exposure. A customer may want to shift from uh, equity to debt, uh, and to guaranteed returns uh, basis or guaranteed returns policy. Like that, so so it's hard to put a finger on one particular. Thing. Okay, so as you said, uh, the, uh, you can make partial withdrawals. So at what time can one make can do so? So partial withdrawal also uh, can be availed only after the lock-in. Uh, so after years. Okay, in certain percentages, right? Yeah. So so there are percentages. Uh, so you could you could. So that that typically depends on on the the, the type of the policy, etc. But uh, quite often, partial withdrawal is typically available in most policies. Okay, okay. So how insurers calculate the surrender value after the fifth year and before the fifth year? Yeah. So the surrender value. Uh, so so quite so after the fifth year, it's it's quite simple. Uh, yeah, all of you. I mean. 
know that tulips uh, are effectively uh, ultimately unit link policies are uh, effectively exposure to units of, of under various funds so the selector value is nothing but the fund value uh, and fund value is the value of the units multiplied by the number of units held uh, across x number of uh, funds so so the post lock in the surrender value is simply the value of uh, uh, his units pre lock in period there is a very nominal charge uh, i think it's it's capped to some uh, 2000 to 6000 rupees uh, the last uh, in the fifth year in the fourth year it's about 2000 and so on and so forth so that that's the maximum uh uh penalty uh surrender charge uh, that is the uh and the rest uh the value of fund minus a surrender charge uh is the value that moves to discontinuous fund and effectively is the surrender value and is idly paid after the fifth year to the policy holders yes yes so so irrespective of when money is moved to the discontinuous fund uh, it is only paid after the fifth policy year so five years after the policy incepts okay uh, so basically what is discontinuous uh, policy fund what is it is it maintained by the insurer or by some regulatory body so each insurer has uh, a discontinuous fund uh, and uh, is maintained by the uh, insurer only uh, but the nature of of the fund is quite similar most uh, insurers have a very very short term debt instrument or a money market instrument or similar cash tbl etc Uh, type of instrument uh, that is uh, the typical exposure available in the discontinuous type of discontinuous fund and uh, while your monies are invested in the discontinuous fund uh, there is a a guarantee uh, that is applicable uh, and that guarantee is about 4% or as prescribed by iit from time to time uh, So, so that is the guarantee that that applied is during the discontinuous period. Okay. Uh, so when we talk about uh, uh, money invested, so we are talking about the premium amount which you are paying for the policy every year, or like assuming every year. Uh, so can you tell what is the percentage of premium get that 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 gets invested in the funds? yeah so so it's it's hard to uh, give a number uh, because uh, there's a range uh, of of percentages applicable depending on the type of policy uh, but typically uh, the first year allocation charges uh, range anywhere from 0 to 5% sometimes slightly higher too uh, but on average uh, yeah they would be about 5% first year and then it sort of comes down Okay. Moves ahead in the policy year, but it it varies uh, policy by policy. Uh, so uh, so it's hard to give. Uh, okay. So uh, my last question is like, what is your recommendation on ULIP policies and that things one should keep in mind while while buying this policy? 
so uh, so my recommendation is that uh, uh tulips are a very very efficient savings tool available to uh, policy holders uh they have the unique advantage of combining insurance as well as uh, savings they are really transparent and uh, very simple instrument so relative to uh, certain other uh, instruments uh, these are relatively straightforward instruments uh, in a ulip policy typically if you compare with any other similar equity based investment uh, one would benefit as the duration so typically uh there is there are very few instruments that would compare to the efficiency of a unit link policy if you look at ultra long years so for example 15 20 years uh, which is a recommended duration for any sort of policy uh so over long tenure uh, there are hardly any instruments in the market which are more efficient uh ulip also have give you the benefit of exposure to different funds so for example uh in 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 a typical mutual fund one may one would suppose if the view changes or if the market dynamic changes uh one would sort of had have to uh, move or exit from one fund and move to another new fund etc uh but in ulip there's a very simple switch uh, facility which gives you that ability to move the monies or exposure from one fund to the other without switching off or relinquishing uh that that uh, relinquishing the fund completely so switching is a unique uh, facility available in ulip and uh, more importantly uh, the first 250000 uh, of investment uh, that that one makes is uh, has to be made in ulip uh, it's most ideal if it is made in ulip uh, because of the tax advantage so okay. that is uh, so so as a, the recent tax board uh, uh, exempts uh, all as long as you are annual contribution is less than 2 lakh uh, so effectively the entire the, the entire gain from a ulip policy is completely tax free whereas uh, you may have to pay short term long term uh, taxes uh, on other uh, okay so particularly which uh, what kind of goals do you think uh, should be kept in mind uh, while buying this policy what kind of goals yes so uh, so there could be a, a number of goals uh, effectively all types of savings or insurance savings is to sort of save for a rainy day uh, there could be uh, goals of retirement there could be goals of planning for a second income there could be goals around exposure to uh, equity markets goals around children uh, education marriage uh, or the goals could be around simply 
having a kitty so that in future uh, the uh, the health expenses or similar living expenses can be sort of made out of that fund uh, so there could be multiple and then basically ulip uh, policy coupled with riders that are available on your ulip policy uh, are very very flexible uh, to uh, to basically meet your savings as well as insurance needs uh, and goals and uh, certain companies uh, like us offer uh, wellness features also on riders which which one can benefit from Okay, thank you, thank you, Sabit, for your valuable input. That brings us to the end of our episode. If you would like to know more or make suggestions of a personal finance topic that you want us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at @amnavneetdubey. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.